Hey, this is Brent Leary. I'm still hanging out in Vegas. I, I think I spent really the full first six months of the year in Vegas. Uh, but I'm still here. We're at uh, Pega World 2019. Hey, it, it's actually a really nice day here in Vegas. It's morning. The sun is out. It's not really hot. And I actually am sitting with a cool guy uh, that I've seen, I think, at the last three or four of these Pega World events. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Swinsco, and he is a, C, a customer experience thought leader, he's a speaker, and he's also a writer. So he went from being an aspirant punk CX to actually writing the book on this. <laughs> so uh, Adrian, thank you for joining me, man. You're welcome. Thanks, Brent. I mean, it's been, as you say, it's like a nice, uh, it's a beautiful morning here. Yes. It's not too hot yet. <laughs> We're still in the partial shade, so uh, it's cool. But it's, yeah, we like, have seen each other a few times at these things like passing ships like hey how you doing <laughs> kind of, kind of at the, when we were at the uh, at the oh, the behest of somebody else's a schedule that's made up by somebody else so you're kind of told where to go and who to be that's right and somebody else and it's a bit like oh now we thought we'd like let's pick a time yeah, to get a little time here and especially it's beautiful you guys can't really see the sun but hey it is really nice out here yeah no it's great alright so you wrote this book it's your third book yeah. it's Punk CX. Yes. All right, now you're going to have to explain this. Uh, all right. Uh, first of all, uh, we know what the CX is, but what does the punk part of Punk CX stand for? Right, so I was thinking about uh, a little while ago, I was, in the, I was actually in the pub with a friend of mine. This sounds like the right place to start. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and then we were like, I was kind of bemoaning the, the, the stay of play and progress in the sort of the customer experience space. And I was a bit like, I'm a bit of a rant over a couple of pints of Guinness, um, <laughs> as you do. And my, and I was, I was just thinking, I was getting frustrated by all this sort of stuff, the same stuff coming up again and again and again. People talking about wanting to lead their fields, people wanting to talk about being different, but then nothing's changing, right? And I was a bit like, oh my God, give me a break. <laughs> I wish somebody would do something a bit more punk about this, like just kind of break out a little bit. And that idea sat with me for a while. So like the, the idea of doing something a bit more punk. And then sort of, I think it ruminated for about six months. Mm. And then I was thinking about it more deeply and I was thinking, actually, if you think about music and the, the evolution of musical genres, particularly in the 1970s, like in the run up to punk, it made me think about, oh, is there something we can learn here? Because punk exploded at the back of prog rock in the 1970s. Sort of, uh, now, prog rock was this, uh, a type of rock and roll, which was very, very elaborate, very, very technical, you know, quite long, self-indulgent, all that sort of stuff, <laughs> and in danger of disappearing up his own arse in, 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 in large part. Yeah, like, what would be a, a good example of a prog rock? Oh, crumbs, like bands like Yes, bands like Emerson, Lake and Palmer, oh, wow. Early Genesis, kind of all that sort of stuff. So it's like, not necessarily their, their classic, remember, very memorable sort of like, sing-alongy type of songs, but they're elaborate sort of like orchestral kind of There's pieces. like five so, movements to the oh, song. <laughs> oh my word. You gotta go to school to, to study to enjoy it. Or yeah, something. And, then like, and, and so once it was really popular, um, it was in danger of just being overindulgent and self-obsessed. Yeah. Now, that made me think, I was like going, well, you know, the customer experience space, it's like, it's becoming increasingly functionalized, specialized, metricized, kind of made up word, benchmarked, kind of like, Kind of all these maturity frameworks, kind of like you know numbers and all these different things. And I was a bit like, and the number of like, never mind the number of software vendors that are in this <laughs> sort of space. I think there's like a Martech 5000 kind of map, right? Yeah, now it's up to 7000. Oh my word! <laughs> I mean, it just that just kind of gives you an, an an idea of like how complicated it is. So I was thinking, well, so it feels like a CX space 
is exhibiting some of the, the, the same characteristics as the prog rock space, particularly if you take into account that many CX programs are not really hitting their mark, so mm -hmm. to meet, meet expectation objectives, and I was a bit like, okay, so if you've got prog rock and then punk rock exploded out the back of prog rock with its DIY back to basic sort of approach, all heart and emotion sort of thing, daring to be different. And so we're talking like Clash, Clash, Sex, Sex Pistols, Pistols, kind of, uh, you know, all this. And then, right. and, and it's not just that time as well, it's just that punk movement. So like my some of my favorite bands, that punk bands, I love uh, from the East Coast, sort of the, the Washington DC scene, like Fugazi, Minor Threat, Discord, the old Discord Records thing. And then from the West Coast, like people, bands like Bad Religion and stuff. And then we just get musical <laughs> accomplishment. And you're there going, we're, we're going to cut to inside. Yeah, we just got the disco right in the background here. Uh. All right, this is Brent Leary. And uh, in a little bit of a different setting, we were actually having a conversation a little earlier, me and Adrian here, about Punk CX. And in the middle of our conversation, like disco music started playing it was really loud so we immediately said we need to get out of here we can't have a, a conversation about punk cx with like you know something from the 70s that wasn't punk music no nope. and true. then we end up finding a really cool location and listen to what's playing right now can't be getting more than the better than the clash i, I couldn't have planned it better if i had drawn it up <laughs> anyway so uh back with adrian swinsco and we're talking about punk cx here and so you were really just talking a little bit about prog music. Yeah. And and kind of punk music being the counterbalance to prog music. Absolutely. And, and yeah, talk, talk, and, and how this all relates to customer experience. So the so I was kinda of talking about the idea that sort of prog rock, well uh, punk rock was born out of um, prog rock. It was almost the antithesis to it. Um, it was this it's like DIY, back to basic sort of approach, all heart and emotion, daring to be different, and actually being okay with the fact that not everybody needed to like you, right? right? And that's kind of fine. And 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 punk is like a broad, it's a very broad, broad, broad church. Um, the and then I was thinking, well, if actually if the CX space is looking exhibiting some of the same characteristics as prog rock, therefore what would a punk version of CX look like? Because the thing that, I, that frustrated me about the whole sort of thing, the whole narrative discussion commentary right now, is that there's all these companies that are talking about wanting to do things differently, be a leader in their field, kind of like to stand out, and then like nothing happens. <laughs> and I'm a bit like going, and is it also like, like you were saying with Prague, it got so elaborate, oh. kind of over the top, and you almost felt like the real essence of music and enjoying music is sitting back relaxing and listening and not studying for it and then also kind of missing the, the essence of what you're actually about. Well exactly, so the, the, the book is not like another book, any other book, it's, that, it's designed, it's very heavy on design and on you know, graphics and colour and things, so it's not like a black ink on white pages, it looks like a comic book, it looks like a fanzine and that's exactly why it's, it's like, that's why it's, it's sort of inspired by punk, it's trying to take that music analogy a little bit further. So, and so rather than have a table of contents, we've sort of uh, positioned the book as like having a track listing. So it's like, and it's, the book's grouped into different sections, like different sort of themes. So it's almost like mini albums within, within, within a, a, a compilation, as right. it were. And one of, the, one of the, the tracks, the first track in the book is called, Are You an Artist or Are You Just Coloring In? Mm. 
And I think that speaks to, that sort of frames the whole sort of thing because I think there's many of these CX initiatives or programs and things and it's just like painting by numbers, right? <laughs> And you're like, everybody's following the recipe, but wanting to make different bread. <laughs> if you look at it just going, dude, you can't paint by numbers and expect to make a masterpiece because art's not like that. Right. So the question is, is like, do you want to be good at coloring in or do you want to be an artist? You know, one of the things I loved about the book, uh, you had a, a I don't, do you call them tracks? Yeah, tracks. You don't, so you don't call them tracks, you call them tracks, which makes sense, it's pop music. <laughs> uh, you had one around this idea of You've been wanting to go to this restaurant yeah. for the longest of time. You go, the food is great, the service is great. So you would expect that you would have had a great overall experience mm -hmm. there. But if you had to go to the bathroom and you went to the bathroom and it's a mess in there, yeah. it's like you know, an indescribable smell and it's just nasty as all get out. What does that, what, what do you actually remember about your experience at the restaurant. The smelly bathroom, right? And it also raises all the other questions of like, well, if that's what the bathroom's like, <laughs> what's what the, the kitchen like? Going on in the kitchen? <laughs> like the food might look great, but like, what are they making there? What sort of environment are they making it? And I think that's the point of that. It's like the idea is like, you know, do you have smelly bathrooms? So there's like an analogy which says, do you have smelly bathrooms in your business? Like it could be like, a payment process, or getting a, an invoicing kind of process, or it could be a delivery process, or it could be this, that, or it could be all sorts of different things that you, it could be as simple as the way that you answer the phone. Right. Right? And it's like, that could be the thing that sets the tone, or uh, not, kind of like for the whole of your experience. That's the thing. I mean, if you probably, this restaurant example, let's say it's like a Michelin four star, or yeah. something like that. They spent a lot of money on getting the right people involved, the chefs, and making the, the place look nice. Mm -hmm. You know, the service is really great. But if you walk into a nasty bathroom, all that stuff that you just, just did goes away. goes away. And the only thing people are going to remember at the whole experience is the nasty bathroom. Exactly. And I think that's the thing is that the, the, and that, that the point of that sort of story, that analogy is to make people think kind of holistically and systemically about the experience that they're trying to design and deliver and yeah. like going, you know what, nobody it misses, it, it, it should be missed out here. It's like you might say people go, oh, they're just, they're just back office people. They don't kind of, they shouldn't be involved in or they're not involved in service and experience. You're like going, hello, kind of like. People that kind of the the, the 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 we're in a hotel now. All the kind of the housekeeping staff they are absolutely essential to the overall right. service experience. Right, because it, it could be tens across the board for certain things, but if there's a one in there, sorry, yeah, that's yeah. it. You're done. <laughs> I'm out. And uh, so you also had a, an equation, a formula that yes. you talked about. So the other the other one, uh, um, the there's this there's a lot of conversation around. We talk about customer experience. And then there's a bigger, and there's a growing narrative around uh, so employee experience and how those two things are, are so connected. And I wrote a piece uh, a while ago which talked about well, customer experience is a, is a equals a function of employee experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that's true because you know, and it logically it makes sense. It's like if your employees don't have a great kind of uh, great experience, then they're less likely to deliver you know a good. Um, uh, customer, customer experience. experience. Yeah. So I'm not saying CX equals uh, FX, uh, EX, I'm saying CX is a function of EX. Mm -hmm. But I think you have to kind of think bigger than that now because I think if there's so many companies that are relying on external contractors, consultants, agencies, kind of like uh, outsourced kind of partners and things, 
that are essential to everything from their service and product development to the actual delivery of their, <coughs> of, um, their, their overall business on a day-to-day basis. So the leading companies are thinking, well, actually we're thinking about our employee experience and how that feeds into our customer experience, but the, the leading companies are also starting to think, well, what's the WX? What's the worker experience mm-hmm. as well? Because if you're using people, if you're relying on people to uh, external people to deliver your a good service and experience, then you've got to think about how you integrate them into your overall ecosystem. Right. So the bigger equation is CX is equal to a function of brackets EX plus WX, which is worker experience. So I think, again, you have to step back and take a broader broader view of it. Sometimes we take these things for granted because we think, oh, they're only contractors. Mm-hmm. You're like going, <laughs> no, they're not. They, you have to treat them as if they're part of, you have to bring them inside your tent, as it right. were because they're, if they're serving your end customers or they're involved in developing your overall experience, then you have to think more deeply about kind of how you integrate both your employees and your workers together. They're part of the experience ecosystem. Yeah. You need them all to create Absolute, the kind of experience you're Absolutely. Okay. All right, so where are we today, just generally speaking? Are companies still kind of looking at this from a prog rock perspective, or are they getting down to the bare essentials and really focusing and kind of hitting it on that punk rock side of the house. Uh, I think we're selling more in the former. When you said that, I was going to try and bang my head <laughs> on the table. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I I, um, I started, uh, I wrote the book, was because the book is like, uh, in, in trying, uh, trying to be in true punk fashion, it's trying to be an incitement uh, to do something different. You know, it's trying to it's trying to annoy you, it's trying to irritate you, it's trying to inspire you, it's trying to motivate you. And you know what? I don't care if you don't like it. I really don't care because I only care about the people that are going to care enough to want to do something different. And that's it. That I mean, that's that's that's. Um, so, it's a thing that I've made. I really like it. I really enjoyed making it. It feels like a piece of art, kind of like so. It's a personal art project. Mm. And I'm a bit like going, I couldn't give a hoot <laughs> if you like it or not. But I care about the people that are going to care. That are going to care enough. That are going to want to do something different. And that's the point. Not everybody's going to be a, a wants. A, not everybody's got the, the the appetite to be a punk. Not everybody's got the stamina or the kind of the the, the motivation to be a punk. That's fine. Punk wasn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And this is just more of a case of light the touch paper and I'll see what happens. All right, so I got to ask, who is your all-time favorite punk band? All-time favorite punk band? I actually, I have, I mean, apart from the usual suspects, like The Clash and The Damned and The Sex Pistols and, and all of those kind of those kind of people, um, I have two, actually, that are real favorites, and they're both American bands. Mm-hmm. The first one is... Is a band called uh, Fugazi that were out of Washington D.C. So they came out of the, the minor, the sort of disco records um, stable, and they were preceded by Minor Threat and other kind of bands like that. So Fugazi are, are, are a, a, a brilliant band. I love the what they do. And then from the the west coast of America, and the other bands that I really like are Bad Religion, and they are uh, because they are one of the most tuneful if you can if that's punk and tuneful doesn't necessarily go together but they're most one of the most tuneful and actually cerebral uh punk bands around so you can actually sing along to their songs they're the the the, the fact that the the band themselves are 
actually, but they're physicists by background. They think about kind of like stuff, like big stuff, and write okay. songs, write songs about it. So those are those are my the, the, the two favorites. All right, all right. So I'm sitting here with Adrian Rotten. Uh, I mean, uh, Adrian Smithska. <laughs> Just give me a punk name. <laughs> hey, uh, where can people find the book? So the book is available uh, on Amazon in uh, Kindle and a paperback in a form. So there, it's on Amazon, you know, Amazon in the US and in, in the UK, also in France and Germany and, and, and Japan and all around the place. And so. where any good punk rock music can be found. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. That was good. <laughs>